0: Well, hello i am matt williamson how is everyone this fine day i hope everyone had a great thanksgiving i did as well three fun games well they were kind of fun a lot of family a lot of food all that good stuff some wine all that good stuff but we are here today to put a bow on previewing steeler bengals and we're talking about when Cincy has the ball and then i'm also going to give you my prediction at the end so, obviously, they're a difficult team to, to advance scout, especially when the Bengals have the ball. Joe Burrow isn't there. Okay. I mean, we know this. However, had some good talks this week about, well, the Bengals just mimic what the Browns did. Get the ball out in two seconds. I mean, first read, get it out. Run, 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 play defense. Maybe, maybe. But I would also think the Steelers will be quicker to adjust to such things and crowd the line of scrimmage more and flood those windows. And I do think Porter's going to travel with Chase, you know, probably with some help. But frankly, just the nature of the Bengals coaching staff, Zach Taylor, is slow to adapt, I would say. I would call him set in his ways going back to his Rams McVeigh time of We're going to play 11 personnel. That's what we do. And we're going to push the ball down the field. That's what we do. I kind of think they're going to play Bengals football. Um, So that's just my hunch. We'll see. I don't have a strong feeling about that. Um, So let's start going through all the numbers here. And I'll give a prediction. The Bengals average 4.8 yards per play. That's better than only six offenses. The Steelers give up 5.4 yards per play. Better than only seven defenses. But... Pittsburgh's at 4.8 over the past three games. It's getting a lot better, especially on the ground. Only Washington throws the ball a higher percentage of the time than the Bengals, who drop back on 66% of their offensive snaps. Now, maybe that comes down. I mean, I can't imagine asking this quarterback to throw the ball as the foundation of your offense, but I don't think since he's going to have success running it either, They've, they're an 11-personnel team, as I mentioned, just under 82% of their snaps. Only two teams use any personnel grouping of any kind more than the Bengals use 11. League average for 11 is 62%. So, in turn, the Bengals use much less 12 personnel, 7.7%, compared to league average, which is just under 20. They're also in the shotgun more than any team in the league. Might we see more 12 Maybe, but their tight ends aren't great. I imagine Higgins, I don't know if he's playing or not, but that could be somewhat of a determining factor. It hasn't changed them. They still play a lot of three receiver. The Steelers are in their nickel package with five defensive backs on the field for just 37.5% of their snaps. Only one defense uses nickel less. Burrow played 27 snaps last Thursday in Baltimore before leaving the game. And he will miss the remainder of the season. He was replaced by Drake Browning, who completed 8 of 14 for 68 yards and a touchdown. He has just one other passing attempt in his career. I do think it's helpful for him, and I know that they get away after the long time off. But it, at least he has 10 days to prepare for this game, as opposed to just getting thrown in. Their average depth of target is the lowest in the league, and their time to throw is the third lowest. A lot of that was when Burrow was banged up, though, too. I mean, when he had the calf, the ball just came out. Generally speaking, they want to hold it a little longer and throw the ball down the field. Uh, Only the Browns, Cowboys, and Ravens are allowing a better completion percentage than the Steelers. Jamar Chase leads the Bengals in receiving with 833 yards and averages 83.3 receiving yards per game. Tyler Boyd is second. He averages 43.9 per game. Higgins is third with 328 yards, but he averages 46.9 yards per game. So even when Higgins has been out there, he hasn't been great. Supporter, I dug these numbers up, and I think they're very accurate, but I didn't do the charting. But when he covered DeAndre Hopkins and Amari Cooper, that was 50 of the 77 possible routes over those games including 53 out of 58 on the perimeter and 7 of 19 from the slot. Teams are often much less hesitant to travel into the slot. On those snaps that they have Porter charted as covering, Hopkins produced one catch for 17 yards on his five targets. Cooper caught four for 34 on his four targets. So, you'll take that. (laughs) I mean, you hold... Cooper and Hopkins to that and those numbers. And if you could do something similar against Chase, Porter's a dude. Last year, these teams' first meeting, Chase caught 10 for 129 and a touchdown. In the second meeting, Chase wasn't available. Higgins caught nine for 148. Higgins averages 87 receiving yards per game in his career against the Steelers. But he's run just six career routes without Burrow in his whole life. Crazy. But with T. Higgins inactive last week, Trenton Irwin played 58 of a 61 possible snaps. That's a name to know. He's probably going to be out there a lot again. Uh, The Bengals don't have a tight end on their roster with more than 175 receiving yards a season. Four Bengals tight ends have played between 115 and 266 snaps. They're really searching at that position, as they have been forever. Um, Also, the ball goes basically to receivers in this offense. They have a total of 23.77 receiving yards, but only 5.55 of them have come from running backs and tight ends. That's a low percentage. Bengals quarterbacks were sacked five times last night, or last week. Alex Highsmith had 3.5 sacks against the Bengals last season, including three in one game. T.J. Watt has an 11-game streak against AFC North foes, in which he's recorded at least half a sack. Watt is second in the NFL in quarterback hits with 23. We'll take a break here and we'll talk about the run game and then prediction time. Give me a little bit of Wada. Bucks and Raiders are the only two teams averaging fewer rushing yards per game than Cincinnati's 80.9. I told you this earlier in the week, and if you missed it, I think this is the number to know for this entire game. I can't stress it enough. And let me scroll up here to find that. I'm sorry, not great radio here. There we go. Okay. The... Bengals are allowing 57.4 more rushing yards per game than they produce. They're only averaging like 81 yards a game on the ground. I think that's a death sentence against the Steelers. The way the Steelers are stuffing the run, no burrow, and the way the Steelers are running the ball, to me that's the number I just keep coming back to in the Steelers' favor. (laughs) It's all Mixon too. Mixon leads the Bengals with 605 rushing yards. Burrow is the Bengals' second leading rusher with only 88 yards on the ground. And remember, he could hardly move for a month with his calf, and now he's out. The next highest running back on that list is Travion Williams. He only has 59 yards this year. Over the past four games, Mixon has handled 72 of a possible 80 backfield touches. Only Josh Jacobs has a higher percentage of his team's rushing yards than Mixon this year. Mixon has found the end zone in four straight games after scoring a touchdown just once in his first six games. He has 370 scrimmage yards in his three last three meetings against the Steelers. So he has done one against the Steelers. They did rush for 136 yards last week, but 40 of those were by Browning, who can move okay, You know, he, but he's not DTR, obviously, but... Um, If there's a lane, he can scramble and get something. But one of those came late, kind of in garbage time by a Browning scramble. Pittsburgh has allowed, had allowed 100 plus rushing yards in six straight games, but held the Browns to 96 last week. Much like the Steelers last year, the Bengals offensive line has completely avoided injuries. So Orlando Brown, Jonah Williams are the offensive tackles, Alex Kappa. Cordell Volson and Ted Karras is the center. They've missed a total of 17 snaps out of a possible 640 this year. All were missed by Orlando Brown. I think he went out of one game briefly. So they've had the same starting five, start to finish, pretty much the entire year. And it hasn't been good. I mean, they've invested in a lot of these guys, and it's a well below average line. Last thing here, the Steelers are giving up just 7.4 points on average in the second half of games. Only the Niners and Bills are better. And over the last three games, they're only giving up four or four points per game in the second half of games. So a lot of you, a lot of people, Steelers never make halftime adjustments on either side of the ball, blah, 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 blah. Well, no one's scoring on them lately in the second half and pretty much for the whole year. Now, as you might imagine, I have the Steelers winning this game. I'll be shocked and extremely critical if they don't win this game. I have a 20 to 10 Pittsburgh, but I'll be honest. I don't know that the Bengals get to 10. I was going to have them at nine, but three field goals felt weird. I was going to have them at seven, but I think they do more than that. <laughs> so I settled on 10 points. Steelers, maybe they eclipse 20. By no means do I think their offense is going to be fixed in a revelation and, wow, this is something we've never seen before, but I can't wait to watch it, of course, post-Matt Canada. I also think, again, I'm not trying to be a Canada apologist, but if Matt Canada were coaching this team too, I would still have the exact same score because I think the Steelers will run all over, man. You know, all in all, this defense has good players, Cincinnati, and it's a really good defensive coordinator so I can't exactly put my finger on what the mess is within this defense but they're bad versus the pass and terrible versus the run and I don't see that changing overnight so that's what I got, enjoy the game I will be back that evening before the Sunday night kickoff to recap it all take care